1: This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast, Quick bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite, Quick bite. We have, uh, in fact, we could start it off like a joke. Uh, An American, an Australian, and a half-Australian Englishman walk into a studio. No, it wasn't that funny at all. But anyway... (laughs) And
0: then all of a sudden there was a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: right. (laughs) So this week we're talking about, uh, because I saw you talking uh, on VOBS the other day, George, about people sort of overanalyzing things, getting a bit carried away with my yeah. uh, So we thought we'd talk about um, people being a bit over-picky. And uh, Robbo, you had one of these this week.
2: Yeah, so Robbo's got a great story from the production side and, and I, I've got great stories from the performer side. I'm sure Andrew does too. So, yeah, uh, I think we've Robbo, all got stories. What, what are you dealing with as a producer in this, in this area? Well, I
0: was dealing with one of the, uh, like a major player in advertising here in Australia. Uh, and I spent eight hours or nine hours a couple of weeks ago working on some TV commercials for them. Um, four of those nine hours was spent working on a one-and-a-half-second sound effect. <laughs> so <laughs> 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 I, can't, I, I can't give away much more than that because I, I don't want to insult anybody, but, yeah, no. four, four yeah. of those hours was, uh, was working on a one-and-a-half-second sound effect, and then the complete irony was that once we'd finished the mix... Uh, the sound effect they had decided needed to be mixed down so low <laughs> that they thought it sounded great. But unfortunately, when it went to air you and gets processed, you can't even hear the sound effect anymore. So Holy four cow, hours on the sound effect out. that no one hears. So that's, I think that's pretty that, good. Yep. Yeah, that's something. Not, now,
2: Now, let me ask you this. So... If you were getting paid by the hour for that production, would that have happened that way?
0: Well, I was being paid by the hour, yeah. I I was called into freelance to fill in for their regular studio guy. This was actually at the agency. So I did a quick calculation around the room, uh, working out rough hour salaries on the amount of people in the room and how much they might be earning. I figured the client was paying about $1,000 an hour for that sound effect.
1: (laughs) At least. Wow. At least. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because we're talking about billable hours, not uh, what they're earning.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's
1: right.
2: Right. Yeah. That's mind boggling. uh, Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. That's one expensive sound effect. I guess the only happy ending on the story was what you were—you were on the clock. So. I was on
0: the clock, so that's right. The money's yeah. in the bank. Thank you very much, but um, no. it's still an experience
1: that I would rather forget. Let me I'll be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, George, what's happened to you?
2: It's not what happens to me as much as what happens to voice actors. Um, oh, I know and what's coming. Voice actors. Well, I mean, you know, it's. I'm not saying that your quality isn't important. Your quality is important, and the sound of your voice is important. It's all important, but it's not all important. You know, there's a priority to everything. Um, And sometimes the price you're getting paid for a job or the price you're getting paid per finished hour is a pretty big factor as to how much time you're going to put into producing a voiceover track of yourself. And it gets, it gets very difficult for voice actors who are, who in, in many cases are self, really they're self-producing, you know, yeah. they're self-directing, self-producing. And they're in many cases listening back to their own voice through, you know, through headphones. They're hearing themselves in an extremely sterile environment. They're hearing themselves without music and effects. They're hearing themselves in a vacuum. And once you hear something, you can't unhear it. Yes. So once they hear those mouth noises, those little mouth smacks, um, maybe the breath. Once they think now that that breath is too strong, they can't unhear it, and they're hung up on it. And they come to me saying, "How do I get rid of all this mouth noise? And how do I get rid of all of these breaths, or reduce all of these breaths?" And I check out what they're doing, or the genre that they're doing, or what the you know what the type of project it is. And oftentimes I'm telling them, listen, you know, you're getting hung up on minutiae here that the end client nor the, the consumer is ever going to care or notice about. And, and this is what's really difficult. Like, you're not hiring you, and this isn't for you. This is for the client. And you, at the end of the day, you have to just satisfy the client's needs. Um, I know you're an artist, I get that. I know you're a voice actor. I get that. I know you're putting out something your name is attached to, at least in your mind. I get that. The end result consumer has no clue who you are. Um, they're not going to know whose voice it is on this production. And if you're not getting paid adequately for the, what you're getting paid to do, you're burning money and your your hourly rates kind of dwindle rapidly as a voice actor. I think this is the biggest problem, in, certainly in long-form stuff, um, that's really where it becomes a major nuisance for voice actors doing long form uh, e learning or um, audiobook production and getting hung up on really small detail. You just cannot afford to do it uh, on that kind of work. So, you know, how do you know if it's enough? How do you know if that mouth noise is too much? Or how do you know if those breaths are too um, disruptive? You got to share the audio with somebody else, right? You need a neutral ear and let somebody replay that and listen to it so you have some other set of ears because, man, if you go by your own, you might just minutiae yourself to death yes. and never get that thing done. Has yeah. that happened to you, Andrew? Uh,
1: definitely. I'm, I must admit that that is the worst thing when you do sit here on your own, you record it, and you hear every single click, mistake, Sure. you know, pronunciation, oh, that doesn't sound quite right, and you end up getting so deep into it that it just becomes if you're not careful it can end up being robotic
2: yeah and a lot of it's because well we can um you know we we can because we've got pro tools and we've got our amazing editing software you're on wave lab i'm on twisted wave we have these tools that allow us to make unbelievably accurate edits and so because we have the tools we feel it necessary we got to use them and you know we weren't doing that on reel to reel tape right i mean you were lifting out a, a flub, but you weren't, you know, removing mouth clicks, um, I don't think, were you? No. Um, so, you know, but I also realized the microphones and the gear and the AD converters and the pre's and everything else now, they hear and pick up everything. So everything is reproduced. Robbo, it's like you're hearing it as a final product. Mm. You're hearing a produced mix. You get to hear it in... um in the, in its final form. So, how often do you get tracks from voice actors with with mouth noise where you go, Oh my God, I'm going to have to clean this up? Or do you realize that I'm hearing the mix? I don't really it doesn't bother me. It's fine.
0: I can honestly say I I don't think I've ever had one where I've had mouth clicks that have bothered me. I you know I, I firstly let me say breaths I don't think could ever bother any serious audio engineer. I mean you just cut a breath out. Let's be honest. Mouth clicks. Right mouth clicks these days with RX and all the you know amazing software noise reduction software out there that we've talked about on the show I mean you can get rid of mouth clicks without too much difficulty but even you know up until the last few years I still don't remember having anything that hasn't has had that sort of noise in it and I've had to say can you do it again I I, I, listening to you two talk, I, I suppose if you're sending a... Maybe if you're doing a voiceover for a podcast editor who maybe is someone who's just doing a podcast as a hobby, then maybe you might be giving them something that's a bit difficult. For you, but for even, you know, as an audio engineer who's just starting out, mouth noise and certainly big breaths shouldn't be an issue.
1: It's interesting right. you talk about breaths though because I've noticed something in... And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Robbo... That in Australia, we remove pretty well all the breaths. Is that correct?
0: Uh depends what I'm doing. See, I don't deep breath podcasts. Well, actually, I lie. I, I deep breath an opener and a closer for podcasts, like the formal open and close. But in an interview, yeah. I don't
1: deep breath. No, but I'm talking about a commercial or a promo. Oh, yeah. In a promo
0: or a commercial, yeah. I can't think of any audio engineers. I, there used to be. There used to be a couple who used to leave breaths in. But I, ha- I haven't heard anyone do it for a long while now. That's true now, here, too.
1: Yeah, but I, I do hear breaths in some of the American spots. Mm. Which, oh, interesting! Uh, yeah, which Maybe I they're not I, paying attention. It, it's funny because when I the first time I was in in the states, or actually probably the first demo I listened to, I heard you know commercials with a breath in there, which I thought was. It actually sounds really natural. It didn't sound weird or anything, but it's
0: funny that there, there are times when, if it's just a cold voice, a cold voiceover read for radio or something, I actually think leaving breaths in is nice because it makes it sound in an, in a medium that is intimate. It makes it sound even more intimate. Yet. We've become so regimented that, you know, oh, you can't hear and breathe, that we cut it out. And, and you were talking about things sounding robotic before. And, and I actually think it sounds that way on a cold voice radio commercial for me. It's like, are you speaking or is this Siri? You know what I mean? Yes, that's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, I think we've, we've had breaths kicked out of us in terms of final edits. Uh, for me personally, if it was up to me, I'd leave them in in some, st- in some instances. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, as a voice actor it's not um unless you literally are producing the final edit which does happen for for voice actors who are doing say um a lot of e-learning, a lot of the lower budget productions, um audiobooks in many cases audiobooks in the world of ACX where the voice actor often ends up being the producer and doing the whole production, they do have to make those decisions and um You know, I'm often convincing them to to back off on being so picky about their their choices. Um, And also keep in mind that once it gets crushed by the audible audiobook product, you know, audio audible audiobook uh, (laughs) uh, codec that they use to squeeze down 20 hour books into like a hundred meg file, a lot of the detail is lost. That's right. Just completely lost. Yeah. So please don't get hung up on that. It's really hard for people that come from commercial short form, that are now trying to do audiobooks, it's a nightmare for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're so used to being stuck on all that detail.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, if you force the editor into a corner where you've tried to take it out and you've gotten rid of it, but it's actually to the detriment of the audio, you might find that you're having to redo stuff, not because it was there in the first place, but because you've overcooked it. And now the guy's going, well, I can't fix that. So yeah, right. you know so I I I I think err on the side of hey let it go as opposed to overthinking it. Yeah.
1: It's tricky though because like this week I've done two e-learning uh, modules. So I end up doing the whole edit because it's got to be finished audio that gets sent. Yep. Um, but then I'll do sessions from here where I've got a producer so I don't have to do anything. And it's really interesting the stuff that the producer will accept which I, in my head I'm thinking, oh, that was a bit rough. They go, no, that was great. Right. That's really cool. That's it. That's the one. I'm thinking, wow, okay. <laughs> Isn't
2: that fascinating? Yeah. So many voice actors will never have that experience in their entire life. Yeah. You know, they'll, they're coming in at it from the ground floor. Um, they may never get to work with a producer. They may never get to be directed. You know, they're doing all uh, self-direct work from home, you know, and they just never know. Yeah. Um, And they don't know what they don't know. So that's really hard for them. I never thought about that. And it's also, it's hard
1: for everybody because it just, unfortunately, dumbs down the industry as well because people start to accept that.
0: I was just going to say, it's funny that that, that's the case, that, you know, we're sort of working our way into an industry where someone without any direction is becoming the norm. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, it was, my God, you know, someone is always there listening to what's being recorded and putting in their
1: two cents worth. And getting the best out of the, out of the talent as well, That's right. and getting a good product. Yeah, exactly.
2: yeah. There are there are coaches here in LA who have made a very wise business out of becoming sort of on demand directors. Mm-hmm. So a client will hire them to direct their audition. Mm. Yeah. Let's say you're up for you know the job of a lifetime.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: And now you got to audition for that job. It might be worth spending a hundred bucks and getting coached through that audition. Yeah. You know, at least at the end of that audition, you're going to know you've done everything yeah. you can do. That's right. You, know, yeah. you didn't leave anything on the table. And if you didn't win it, well, hell, they just didn't want you. They wanted this other person. There's nothing you could do about it. But if you lost the audition and you don't know why and you don't feel like you did everything you could, that will, you know, that'll get stuck in your head for a while. So. There are ways around it. Well, it's funny
0: that model that you're talking about. I've actually sort of realised is could sort of become a business here. Um, sure. For me, yeah. is, but not so much with not so much with auditions, but with podcasts. I now have two podcasts that I produce for gentlemen who are skilled in their areas, in their in their particular expertise that they're doing their podcasts about, but don't really understand presenting. So they're paying sure. me not just record them, but also direct and and, and sort of help them produce the show and all the rest of it so yeah
2: podcast directing there you go yeah
0: so you know i think that's another sort of door that's opening up too with i think seven hundred thousand new podcasts a year or something appearing
2: i read somewhere recently (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah, podcasting is (laughs) huge states i mean it's it's as bizarre as it sounds because it's been around the genre has been around for how many years 15 plus yeah um it's now getting major backing It's getting taken very seriously in in a way it hadn't been before. Yeah. So there's more and more opportunities there for sure. So Mm. anyway, yeah, I I think just you want to get your audio listened to by somebody else, you know, Um, a trusted friend, a coach, um, an engineer, some neutral party. Let them listen to what it is you're producing. Let them and trust them, you know, that they're hearing it with fresh ears. They're not hearing it through your head. Um And, you know, it's not going to be easy at first, but um, I, I'll i tell people to purposely not use good headphones or purposely not use headphones at all and just use studio monitors that may not reveal every damn detail so you can get out of your head mm. um, and get on with finishing that project because it can, it can cripple you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think a, a tip, really, which if I have the time to do it, um, I'll record and then leave the studio for a couple of hours, and if I'm lucky enough, I can leave it for a day and come back and listen to that the next day, and you'll hear all sorts of things you didn't hear when you did the first edit.
0: Yeah. But
1: don't let that panic
0: you, though. That's the thing. I mean, that's why you're sending it to an audio engineer. That's That's our job. That's the thing. Yeah, but in some
1: cases, you're not, and that's where it becomes an issue. Because yeah. you know whatever you send is going to be the final product.
0: This is the way I look at it, right? And, and maybe I'm a bit cynical, but the final responsibility lays with the person who outputs that audio. Yeah. You know what I mean? You send it You send it back to your client. That's then their responsibility to sort of listen to and go, oh, there's a mouth click here, there's a breath there.
2: We need to tidy that up yeah. because
0: you're not an audio find engineer. Find out if
2: they are to, yeah, find out if the client is incredibly picky. That's right. And then be ready for that. Yeah. You know, but don't you become overly picky yeah. for no reason. I agree. Then end up wasting all that energy. Just it just doesn't make dollars and cents. Yeah. I mean especially these I, days. I've gotten Yeah, I've gotten I'm sure i occasionally in a forum, you know, I'll get uh, people won't agree with me, you know. They'll they'll look at me I've I've known people very well in voiceover, extremely well. Um, who <laughs> are incredibly picky over what they're doing. And if I argue with them that they're being overly picky, they, they throw back at me that um, I'm telling them to do less of a product. Mm. And you're still you're a CEO. You're running a business. You know, you're the business of one. But you're running a business. If you're spending too much money on that production, you're losing money um, on something else. So yeah. yeah.
0: As far as I get a second opinion. Yeah. Look, as far as I'm concerned, if you're being paid to do a voiceover, you're being paid for interpretation, presentation inflection, all the things that come with doing a voiceover, the technical stuff is not your problem. I, I, I don't care whether they say it needs to come to us edited, not edited, blah, blah, blah. You know, if, if I was if, if someone asked, if I was a voiceover artist and someone said to me, I want you to voice this and send it to us edited, edited to me would mean I've included all the go-takes, I've cut it all together, there's still a few breaths in there, there might be a few clicks, it's now your job to take care of that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's, it's your choice whether you want to leave breaths in or out. It's your choice whether you're happy with that click, you're not happy with that click, because that's not what you're being paid for. I, 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 don't, I, I don't agree with it. You know, I've seen it happen a lot, and I just think it's wrong. You know, you can't expect a voiceover artist to be an audio engineer the same as you can't expect an audio engineer to be a voiceover artist.
1: Right. <clears throat> this is true. But yeah. unfortunately, there are still clients that expect a finished product, mm. and, uh, and I have them, so I have to do the edit, and I have to, yeah. you know, Mouth click or whatever, all that kind yeah, of stuff. I mean,
2: Andrew right here is telling you this, and Andrew's been doing this a long time. Yeah. I I won't name other clients, but I've worked with some very closely who are certainly at Andrew's stature in this business that are doing self-record, self-edit production files sometimes just because they want to. Mm. And you know, I'll sit down with them, and they will be like, ah, "I hear this noise, and I hear that noise." and then we'll install RX-7 and then go, okay, well now I hear this artifact and that (laughs) artifact. And I'm like, oh man, maybe you shouldn't be doing this (laughs) because you're doing it as a labor of love or it's for your church or whatever the case is, but you're making yourself crazy, um, trying to make it sound the way in your head it should sound when um, maybe this isn't what you should be doing with your time, you know, it's it's gonna make you crazy trying to get it perfect.
1: It's an interesting, here's here's an analogy. Whenever you go and buy clothes and you go into the change room, there's usually mirrors behind you and all around you. And you get a vision of yourself in that mirror from an angle that you've never seen yourself before. Yes. <laughs> and you go, who the hell is that? Look at that ass! Look at the size you of don't, it. Yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah. think you look like that. And it's the same with your voice. You have this Just thing in your head that you think you sound like. And in a lot of cases, you actually don't sound like that. But you mm-hmm. try to sound like something you're not.
2: Oh my gosh. I mean, this can spin off to a whole nother conversation. We've certainly talked about headphones and everything else, but it's absolutely true. And um, when you're using headphones, especially while recording, you're hearing a version of what you sound like to yourself through your headphones, and that's an entirely different thing as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that can really get you in trouble. It's funny, yeah.
0: but when I put my headphones on, I sound like Sean Connery for some reason. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh
2: this has been good. I'm I'm glad we got to talk about this. I hope that this was helpful for some people out there and um you know re- get a second opinion when you're just not sure. Yeah. And as as all the time I'm putting into this this track um worth it it's, am I doing the right thing yep. you know because we may hear it totally different than you if you want to hear the bottom
0: end of what editing's expected just listen to one of our podcasts um. <laughs> yeah exactly I was going to say no,
1: the reason this podcast sounds so good is because it's been edited <laughs> a lot yes yeah. absolutely <laughs> and on that note we should get out of here let's go that was the Pro Audio Suite if you have any questions or ideas for a show, let us know via our Facebook, The Pro Audio Suite Podcast. You for trouble, I have found you.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?